What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. So here's a question for apparel retailers. How do you close more sales with shoppers and ensure they don't return the items they purchase from your store? The answer? Make sure they're happy with the experience and the product they ended up with in the first place. For a long time, an easy way luxury department stores and some high-end retailers ensured customer satisfaction was by offering free tailoring. But with more people shopping at different locations and even shopping online, how can tailoring be optimized for the modern world? Enter Hempster, a tailoring business that merges style and science to bring traditional customization to today's consumer. They work with apparel retailers who sell in-store and online to capture and store a customer's perfect measurements and ensure that the customer is always ordering the exact right size and receiving an item that's made to fit them. My guest today is Allison Lee, the CEO and founder of Hempster. In today's episode, you'll learn how her B2B2C business ends up creating a better experience for the end user of the apparel product, i.e. customers like me, by providing the last mile of customization as a service. It's an interesting business model, which makes for an interesting conversation, and it starts in just a moment. Today's podcast is sponsored by 3DM. The future of fashion is being built right now in 3D. 3DM is the fastest way to build, manage, and publish high-quality 3D assets. Whether you're selling apparel, accessories, or footwear, 3D assets are the best way to engage the customer of tomorrow. 3D assets can be used to uplevel your e-commerce site for augmented reality and even to walk into the metaverse. To learn more, visit unlimited3d.com. That's unlimited3d.com. So Allison, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here. So for those who don't know, who are you and what is Hempster? Yeah, so my name is Allison Lee. I'm the CEO and founder of Hempster. What we do is we basically provide a tech-enabled tailoring services for B2B2C and omni-channel brands. What I do is, you know, obviously we started uh, the company back in 2017. And when we started it, I really did not think I would be in like an apparel or retail industry, let alone starting a tailoring service. So I started my career really in Silicon Valley doing like data monetization for um, IoT startups. And this was when I remember Stitch Fix was really about to pop off. And I thought that idea was very interesting because you're trying to marry this data science to this idea of styling, which is very subjective. It's totally individualized. So when I first heard that, I was like, huh, interesting. I think the styling and data science is really unique to, you know, put those two together. But how come nobody is really doing this for the idea of the perfect fit? Because the fit is even easier to quantify because these are literal measurements that you're trying to capture. So that kind of got me started in terms of like thinking through what would be my easiest and most accurate way of ingesting this data. And it's a bit different than, you know, be thinking about your body measurements or your closest size. So for example, you can obviously like type in your body measurements and try to like get the recommended closest size. But I think that's very different from me telling you exactly how I would like to wear this specific piece of garment. So I remember I was still at my last job and I was running Hemster as kind of like a pet project for about 12 weeks. So it was a lot of testing and uh, putting like data sources back to back with each other to understand like the reusability of it. I tested the virtual scanning and body scanning, the predictive model, everything you could think of plus 
just a good old, you know, traditional tailoring. And after my test, you know, it was really interesting to see that tailoring actually gave me the cleanest and accuratest data, but also the most reusable data. Because what you're doing is you're taking a template of small, medium, large of a garment that you like, and you're basically telling me how can I customize this so it actually fits me perfectly the way I'm imagining it. So fast forward, you know, after four years, we've really grown um, into a full omni-channel experience. And I think tailoring to me is kind of like means to an end to understand, sure, like I can make it fit to you the very first time you purchase something. But my goal is to make sure that perfect fit profile is available for you when you're buying something similar. So instead of you having to choose and guesstimate between small, medium, large, you want to make sure I just want to buy this specific jean size every time I buy my jeans. That is an interesting problem that you're trying to solve there. And so as I understand it, you're creating profiles of people, not necessarily the clothing themselves, or is it profiles of both that you're building a data inventory of? Yeah, so that's a great question. So really, we have an account of every single customer that we acquire through our B2B relationships. But really to that account, What's tied to is not just even a garment level, but really you're renaming what that silhouette should look like, meaning that under the same category of pants, you could have multiple patterns. You're like, oh, I like wide-legged jeans in a very specific way versus skinny-legged jeans, boyfriend jeans, whatever you like to wear. So you as an individual customer are allowed to overwrite any type of pants uh, under one profile. And is the idea that the adjustments would be made before the garment gets to me as a consumer? Like walk me through the user experience. I walk into one of your retail partners. How does it actually work? Totally. So because we're an omni-channel experience, you can either do this from a store experience or online experience as well. So let's say you walk into one of the Faraday stores and you, you know, pick out all these things you want to purchase and you go into the fitting room. And what happens if it doesn't fit you perfectly? Is that you just put it aside and you walk out the door. So right now what the store associates do is that they actually use Hemster as a sales enablement tool. So you're saying like, hey, it doesn't fit me. I'm not going to purchase this. The store associates step in and say like, actually we offer free alterations through Hemster. Let me fit it to you right in the fitting room in 20 seconds. So that's how we capture that first data set. And next time you purchase something similar, whether you're at Faraday store, online, or even at any of the menswear or women's wear retailers, then you can actually use your measurements to overwrite small, medium, and large. So have you ran into troubles in terms of if I want to reorder the same pair of pants, hem the same way, want them, I want that same experience because I loved the first experience. There's always variability in the supply chain in terms of even if you're buying the same pair of denim, the denim could be sourced from a different factory and then therefore the fit is different. So how much margin of error is there in your whole process and is it is it noticeable to the customer if there's that gap yeah so i i love that question because i think that speaks to like the cleanliness of our data so what we're capturing is actually like the end result of the customization so i just know that you like your inseam to be at 28.75 inches with three inch opening five inch knee four inch whatever so like it doesn't really matter what the garment looked like when we got it because we would just adjust it to your actual perfect fit at the end of our customization. So I think that's how we are truly universalizing it because 
there is a lot of supply chain, you know, discrepancies for sure that we see. It doesn't really matter the size medium here, you know, it says five inch opening, but once we get it, we measure every single garment and we're like, it's anywhere from four inches to like 6.5 inches, but it doesn't really matter to us because at the end of the day, we will just produce three inch opening for the customers anyway. So, you know, our margin of error is really, really small. Like we would basically not send anything that has more than one eighth of an inch difference. So that's something even like a true manufacturer cannot guarantee. So tell us about some of the brand partners that you're currently working with who are integrating Hemster into their workflow. So we basically started out as like an in-store business. So like if you walked into any of the stores, you know, a Verity we talked about, Outdoor Voices, or, you know, back then we, we used to work with Page Denim and DVF stores. And through a pandemic, obviously a lot of our retailers really went through a very uncertain times as, you know, they were closing their stores. They were really unsure of would we all reopen the stores? What are, what's going to happen here? So that's when we accelerated our roadmap to really go into the virtual side and really be able to service e-com shoppers as well, where you can take advantage of our virtual fittings or even self-fit uh, process with our fit kits in your packages. So with that, we were able to onboard a lot of like the digital native brands like MM LaFleur and Aday and all these other like smaller but very strong following brands. And we currently work with about 30 brands uh, nationwide and about 100 stores using our services in their stores. So for the at-home fit kit, that looks kind of like the Apple Watch sizing where you print something out and you use it at home, or is this something you're mailing direct to the consumer? Yeah, so that's actually a cool part of our B2B relationship is that we're actually able to send the fit kits to our brand's 3PL. So what happens is as you are purchasing, that's an eligible thing to get tailored or to get customized that includes fit kits in your package. So it's a better customer experience because you're opening up this package and you're basically seeing the ruler sticker right with um, your garment. So as you're trying something on and you're saying, hey, it doesn't fit me, um, our fit kit basically says, hey, don't return it. You can tailor this for free. And then you would scan our QR code and go into our hamster experience virtually. What's the big picture vision for your company? Are you staying within the alteration space? Because I know that there's a lot of interest right now in pre-ordering or customization before the garment is actually even made. Are you really focused on that alteration piece or do you see yourself leveraging the data that you have about people's bodies and preferences and using it for something else? Oh, totally. I mean, I think you're right on the nose there. So like, I think there is a lot of expansion opportunities for us to go away from or adding on to our core tailoring and repair experience. So I think one big macro trend that we're seeing is sustainability. So one thing that we're exploring right now is, hey, you know, there's a lot of damaged inventory that a lot of these brands basically hold on to and they're just burning hole in their warehouses that we're saying, why don't you just send it to us and we can refurbish it back to the resellable quality and we can actually make it fit to the individual customers as well. So we're not just taking the tailoring experience, but we're basically taking our manufacturing experience and applying it to the dead stock inventory that's just not productive right now. And the other macro trend that's working really well in our favor is the whole supply chain issues, right? So if you think about the sustainability and supply chain coming together, the brands, I think, can no longer afford to let these inventory be damaged out and just become unproductive. And they really need to understand how can I make sure this is you know, selling, but also understanding how to rescue these guys from landfill individually. 
So I think we have a chance to really bring in our manufacturing back more upstream. So we're not just saving post-purchase after the inventory goes out to the individual consumers, but even before it hits the consumers' homes too. Yeah, that's fantastic because I've always said that the fashion industry has a data problem and it needs data scientists to solve it. And that's why we're seeing so many returns and so many problems in that area. It's really a data problem. So it's great to see uh, smart folks like you working on it. Let's talk about money. Are you a cash positive business right now? Are you venture funded? Is it a B2B SaaS model? Tell me about the money part. Yeah, no, for sure. So when we first started out, we weren't sure it would be a venture backed business because, you know, if you think about tailoring and if you think about something that's very heavily logistical a company like this, I think a lot of the times it scares away like the venture capitalists. So it took me two full years of bootstrapping and about 200 investor meetings for us to raise our post-seed back in 2019. So we're fully, fully venture back now. Our lead investor for our post-seed was Bullpen. And uh, yeah, we're not cash flow positive, but we're really close to it because our margin is really, really good. So how we create that arbitrage is taking a traditional tailoring process, which takes about 55 minutes to a 60 minutes for one traditional tailor to complete. But once that garment comes into our warehouse, it takes nine minutes. So you can kind of see like that time arbitrage that we're earning basically applies to our gross margin of a 70 points plus. So we have this business where it's like, okay, the distribution channels are really strong because the brands want to use us to, you know, close more sales, lower the returns. And then we are offering a lot of services, but because we are tech enabled and we're data driven, we are seeing this margin that's close to normal SaaS companies. So, you know, our pricing model for our brand partners is really close to B2B SaaS model where we would charge some sort of a platform fee that activates, you know, very discounted like alteration and repair services. But we also offer really, really deep insight of their customers and their idea of the perfect fit. So that brings us to kind of like a hybrid model of like, how do you bring manufacturing customization into the modern world? Yeah, so you're able to offer those insights as an added benefit to your retail partners. Are you available in just the U.S. right now? What's the demographic? Yeah, so currently we're live nationwide in the United States. Really interestingly, we find that Canadian brands tend to be very future-focused, meaning that they're very excited about the sustainability thing that we just talked about. So we are in the middle of closing very big partner, but they're actually trying to launch us first in Canada, so we would be fully North American coverage there. And then we would move into more global expansion down the line too. And are there any items of apparel that you can't do? Is it shirts, jackets? Like, is it is it everything right now? That's where a lot of, even our investors, you know, like who are not super familiar with tailoring gets really surprised by. So when you think about tailoring, you think about like, yes, I'll get my suits tailored. I'll get, you know, my, you know, couture dresses tailored. But everything that we get are actually more, more skewed towards more like casual contemporary. So we get a ton of leggings and joggers and obviously chinos and pants and jeans and all the, a lot of these bottom heavy assortments, but also because we're working with a lot more women's wear, we see like maxi dresses and turning them into more of like a daily wear um, situations too. So really we're touching a very wide spectrum of garments where we gated a bit more is probably more fabric based rather than garment type based. We wouldn't really want to do a true fur or like raw leather or something like that. But everything 
I would say 95% of the ready wear market we can definitely touch. Things that are tailorable, basically. <laughs> exactly. Things that's manufactured. Yeah. Normally, we can definitely remanufacture it. Yeah, very interesting. And so how can people follow you and stay in touch with your journey? Because we're a B2B2C company, everybody thinks that, oh, you guys should be very active on social media. So we're actually not because a lot of our marketing happens through our brand partners. So, you know, we spend basically zero dollar on digital marketing. All of our B2B or our D2C acquisition gets paid for by our B2B partners. So the best way to stay connected is probably with our LinkedIn, where we talk about like the new brands launching, new initiatives going live, especially around sustainability. Great. So I'll put the link to your LinkedIn in our episode notes in case folks want to take a look. Allison, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thanks so much. It was really fun and it was great being here. That was my conversation with Allison Lee, the CEO and founder of Hemster. For more information on how to connect with her, check out the show notes. If you're listening to the Electric Runway podcast in a podcasting app, you already know how to get the best audio, so subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening on a browser or on electricrunway.com, you can subscribe by searching the Electric Runway podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the best podcasts are found. Be sure to follow Electric Runway on Twitter and Instagram. We're at electric underscore runway. I'm your host, fashion futurist and innovation journalist, Amanda Costco. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, here's looking towards the future. Once again, today's podcast is sponsored by 3DM. The future of fashion is being built right now in 3D. 3DM is the fastest way to build, manage, and publish high-quality 3D assets. Whether you're selling apparel, accessories, or footwear, 3D assets are the best way to engage the customer of tomorrow. 3D assets can be used to level up your e-commerce site for augmented reality and even to walk into the metaverse. To learn more, visit unlimited3d.com. That's unlimited3d.com. 